It's time to unleash the expert. What is he an expert on? Relationships, sex, spirituality, and rediscovering yourself beyond the trauma. Get ready to unleash more purpose, passion, and pleasure in your life. Here's the expert himself, Mr. Brandon Patrick. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Brandon Patrick Show. Good to have you back. And I'm going to jump right in here. So I am an expert on relationships, and I haven't talked much about relationships on this podcast. I talk a lot about them on my Therapy Brothers podcast. We talk a lot with couples, um, but I have spent hours and hours with couples um, trying to work through issues. Couples um, in intense situations, uh, on the brink of divorce, uh, recently experiencing betrayal, trying to rebuild trust, and just brokenness and anguish and pain and resentment and sadness, hopelessness. I've met a lot with those couples. And I've also met with couples who are working on something more, something better. They're getting better. They're rebuilding. They're strengthening. And I've guided them. I've directed them as to what's helpful in order to strengthen their relationship and what that process is. So I am an expert on relationships, you guys. I uh, Probably my, my best experience is my own personal relationship. Um, I hit 20 years of marriage this year. So um, I do have some expertise personally as well. And um, so what I want to do today is just to talk about myths that, that cause problems for relationships and pitfalls that cause problems for relationships and what you can replace those with and what work you can do in order to not live in those pitfalls and not create that anguish and that turmoil that, uh, that I talk about and that people end up in my office with. So the first thing to, to consider is this whole notion of why you get into a relationship. You know, what, what's, the, what's the reason? What's the motivation? You know, a lot of us, we are looking for somebody to connect to. Um, we want somebody to, so to speak, complete us. And I think actually this is a big problem. Because if we're, we're out there, we're single, we're looking for somebody to come meet a need of ours, then we're actually from the get-go looking for somebody to consume. This whole notion of you complete me, you're my other half, um, that it causes a problem. Look, I, I can't do this life on my own, and so I need you to, to take care of all this stuff for me. Now, it's okay to desire connection, to want attachment, to want love, to um, enjoy those things in your life. But if you're getting into the relationship because you need the other person to take care of you, then you're coming from a place of weakness and you're needing them to take care of you. So I want you to change it from you complete me to you teach me and you teach me about me. So if you get into a relationship and instead of thinking, okay, how are you going to like take care of all my needs? And you have more of a, an attitude of how are we going to learn together? How are we going to grow together? How is you as an individual, a unique soul, going to match up with my soul? And how are we going to 
like rub together, so to speak, and and teach each other because that's exactly what happens in relationships is you 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 create together, you you grow together, and you learn together, and hopefully one person isn't using the other person um, for anything, but you're showing up real and raw and authentic and learning together. So that kind of has to do with the first myth that I want to talk about. Uh, the first myth that I want to talk about is that it's important to agree when you're in a relationship. So a lot of couples, they come in having issues and fighting a lot because they can't seem to agree on anything. And so they're different and they're all, always fighting. And they can't seem to come to terms with like, you. I see it this way, so you need to see it this way too. So instead of it being important to agree, it actually is important to learn how to disagree in a healthy way with your partner. It's, it's, it's way better to learn how to disagree in a healthy way than to try to force agreement. A good relationship isn't about um, helping each other see exactly the way that I see it, so you need to see it too. A good relationship is about understanding and so instead of trying to force your partner to agree with you, have a conversation with each of you about understanding why you see things a certain way. Who are you at your core? And then once you, once you understand why you each see things the way that you see things, then learn how to compromise, learn how to negotiate effectively, and learn how to sacrifice effectively that doesn't lead to resentment. Knowing that you're different than me, we can totally disagree, but we can compromise and we can work this out and we can find a good solution for both of us because both of us are different. Not saying that agreement is a bad thing. Good for you. Agree with things. Then you're not going to fight it. You just agree. However, if you agree with everything with your spouse and your partner or they agree with everything with you, then, then somebody's being dishonest and disingenuine in that relationship. Why can I say that? Because you're two unique souls. You're two unique individuals. So you're going to see things differently. Your lenses of the world and your life experiences cannot have been exactly the same. That's impossible. So you're going to see things differently. And if you're always agreeing, then someone's not being honest. Trust is breaking down in that relationship. I, I would guess the partner that is always getting agreed with doesn't feel safe and doesn't trust their partner because they're not with an honest person. So somebody who's always trying to keep the peace and always caretaking for the other person and always acting like they agree are, is actually damaging the relationship, at least damaging the foundation of the relationship. So stop agreeing so much, but learn how to disagree in a really healthy way, which is actually really kind of fun because then you get to know yourself and you get to know your partner better because you can both see each other with no judgment and with compassion and love. The next one, and these go together, um, is I must sacrifice myself for us. Ernest Hemingway said, the most painful thing is losing yourself in the process of loving someone too much and forgetting that you are special too. And I see that all, all the time. It's, I don't know who I am. I just care about you loving me 
and you wanting to be with me. So I'll give myself up, my truths, my wants, my desires, my needs, who I am. I'll give myself up and try to be what you, what I think you want me to be. And it's the same thing I was just talking about where you're, you're not honest in the relationship because that on, with that honesty comes some friction. It comes some tension. It comes some conflict. But when, you, when you're not honest in a relationship, then you're not showing up for you. When you're not showing up for you in that relationship, then you're actually not building trust in the relationship. You're damaging the relationship. So there, there's a paradoxical thing here where you being selfish in a way is good for the relationship. And I don't like that word selfish. I'll back off of that here in a second. But just to drive the point home, you showing up for number one is important. What I mean by that is you knowing who you are, knowing what your truths are, knowing what your needs are, being honest about that in a loving, kind way is awesome. So let's say, let me give you an example. Let's say we're getting a car, my wife and I, and she says, I want the SUV. And I say, I want the sedan. All right. Okay. So if I'm weak and I don't want any conflict, then I'll say, I want the SUV too. Okay. If I'm weak and I don't want any, um, like any struggle and I want what I want, then I'll say, screw you about the SUV. We're getting the sedan. Get over it. Okay. Ne neither one of these extremes is healthy. If I'm healthy, then I can sit in you want the SUV, I want the sedan. We're different. This is a big decision for us. Let's come together. Let's take some time. Let's talk about this. And let's learn where each other's at and what's most important for each other. And then let's come together with a solution. Maybe the, the solution is we get the SUV. Maybe the solution is we get a truck. Because we both kind of want a truck. And that would like meet both of our needs. So forget the sedan, forget the SUV, let's get the truck together. Um, maybe, maybe there's not that easy of a solution. Maybe it's let's get the sedan, let's, you know, let's lease it for a year and then let's lease the, the SUV for a year. Let's do it that way. But there's a way for both of our needs to get met here because I care about you, but I also care about our relationship. So I'm going to be honest with you about what's important for me. So I'm not just going to like just not show up at all. Um, I like this quote by, I don't, I'm going to say this name wrong, but Lao Tzu. It is being deeply loved by someone gives you strength while loving someone deeply gives you courage. So this whole idea of I need to sacrifice myself so our relationship is good is, is terrible. Because the, the reality is, is a really, really healthy, good relationship encourages self-realization, individuation, um, deep work on you and knowing you. So the I've been married 20 years. The longer we go in a relationship, if we're not learning more and more about ourselves and who we are as an individual, then something's broken in that relationship. So it's important for me to be able to 
fully be me in a healthy relationship. And it's important for me to be a safe partner so that my partner can fully be her in a relationship. Now, sometimes those things seem to get in the way of each other. I want to be me. I want to be safe for you. Um, but, but some of the truths of mine here kind of get in the way of, of you being you here. And this is the beautiful part, you guys. In that work together to figure out how to create safety and how to be honest with each other, that's where connection happens. That's where knowing that you love me and I love you is we're going to learn how to work together on this thing called life. And we're going to negotiate, compromise, and communicate and all of those good things. All right. Um, notice what I said. It, you know, A good relationship encourages self-realization and individuation, which leads to deep intimacy. So a good relationship doesn't encourage codependency. It doesn't encourage, encourage over-attachment, losing of oneself. Um, so... Yeah, a good relationship, you'll feel empowered by the other person, even though they're different than you. Okay, my wife, by the way, is into things that I am not into. Like, I don't have much interest in. And I don't think the things she's into is, are dumb or stupid or wrong or bad or any of those things. I'm just not into them and vice versa. And I want her to go explore those things because they give her life. They are good for her. So I encourage those things. And sometimes there's a sacrifice of money and time and energy that goes toward those things. And I don't, I, I don't, I can't control her. I don't, I'm not able to say you can or you can't. However, I can come to the table and say, hey, this is how it's how it's affecting me in my life. How can we work on this together? Because I absolutely want to support you in those things. But I also want to be honest with you about what's working for us and the kids and life. So that's just an example. All right. Number three myth. Uh, again, going along with this idea of being individuals in a relationship. Um, here's the myth. Our spirituality and relationship with God must be the same. If you adhere to a specific religion, then um, God and the nature of God is laid out there in front of you. And if you are saying, I'm committed to that way of believing and that way of thinking, then probably the religion itself is saying it's bad to, to deviate from that. And so what happens is in a relationship, if somebody starts to have different beliefs or spiritual feelings or whatever it is, um, they're looked at as as not okay. What? Why are you going away from what you're supposed to believe when it comes to spirituality and God? You're supposed to believe what I believe. You're supposed to come with me on this journey that that we're on, and you're on it with me. So you better stay right here with me. This flies in the face of that whole idea of self realization and individuation. If if uh, if I can't have my own spirituality, then I got to just kind of act like it is exactly what it should be. That's not real spirituality. It's really awesome when a couple can come to the table and say, 
this is where I'm at with my spirituality. This is how we cross over with it. This is how we practice things together. This is how we connect, but this is how they're different. This is who they are. And that's beautiful and that's okay. And I accept them for where they're at and this is where I'm at. And that's beautiful and that's okay and that's good. And it, and and we're both learning. We're both on our own road toward progression here in our own unique ways. And it's it's awesome. But when you when you bring to the table, you don't get your own road of progression. You don't get to explore things in a certain way. You don't get to have certain feelings about God or beliefs about God. Sorry, nope, you committed to this way. You better do this way. There's force and control. There's a breakdown in safety. There's a breakdown in a healthy relationship. You know, some 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 things are taught often, things like um, me and you are fused to God together. So therefore, like me having certain beliefs has huge implications on you and your relationship with God. That that is that's a tough position to be in. Like I, I need to force you back into believing things a certain way because yikes, like don't don't waver off because this affects my salvation. That's a setup. It's a myth. All right, I could go down the list with more myths, but the three that I, I went over just to repeat them is it's important to agree. That's a myth. What's actually important is to how to disagree effectively. Second one is I must sacrifice myself for us. The reality is, is you need to strengthen yourself for us. And um, number three is our spirituality and our relationship with God must be the same. And the reality to that one is our unique journey with God is an, a beautiful opportunity for connection together. And it, and it absolutely won't be the same because we are all different when it comes to that journey. Okay. Biggest relationship killers. Okay. Um, with, uh, there's Gottman's four horsemen. He actually calls them the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Um, he talks about how, if, if couples have these four horsemen, then they, um, there, he, he can, he can predict whether a couple's going to get divorced or not just based upon whether the, these horsemen are present. Um, so it's a really, it's a really interesting thing to, to research and study. I won't let the cat out of the bag. You can go um, Google Gottman's Four Horsemen. Um, but yeah, th those things are specific behaviors that happen in a relationship that really destroy relationships. But here's, here's, here's I'll call them my Four Horsemen, okay? Um, relationship killers. First is dishonesty or a lack of integrity. And this shows up in different ways. It's not just betrayal and lying to someone's face. It's things like, I'm trying to have a conversation with you. I'm trying to operate from reality and we can't operate from reality because you, you refuse to be honest. Um, you refuse to meet me in reality. Reality is too difficult and too hard. So there's so much denial going on that we can't move forward 
because we can't face the reality. You might be minimizing things or, uh, you know, omitting things, just avoiding avoiding things or straight up lying about, um, you know, the reality of it. You, you can't build a relationship on dishonesty or a lack of integrity. Integrity, if you think about integrity, you know, like if you were to go walk up across a bridge, would you rather have that be made of, of straw or of concrete? Like it's a big high bridge. The integrity is just an ability for something to hold together, to st- stay in form. Um, the concrete has more integrity, so therefore it's safer to walk on that bridge. When, um, if you're walking across a straw bridge and it lacks integrity, it's going to fall and you're going to get hurt. When dishonesty is present in a relationship, what that is messaging to the partner is, you're on a straw bridge here. I'm lacking integrity. So when it comes to trust and, and our foundation of our relationship, if it's built on straw, then I'm not going to feel very safe to go very deep with you because there's constant manipulation, denial, and dishonesty going on. And there's not integrity there. So your own individual integrity, so your integrity and then your partner committed to being an, you know, a person of integrity, that's what builds trust in a relationship. That breakdown of integrity happens because we fear comes up, we, shame comes up, and so we try to manipulate things. So be an honest person. Um, secondly, uh, the thing that destroys relationships, resentment. Resentment is undealt with feelings of anger, um, disgust, sadness, disappointment. So when you look at resentment, it's easy to look at the other person and say, if they would change, then I wouldn't have to feel this way. But the reality is, is you're feeling resentment because you're not dealing with something. You're, you're either not fully forgiving or you're not fully being honest and and having healthy boundaries in the relationship. One of those two things needs to happen so that you get rid of that resentment. And if they change or if they don't change, that's not the most important thing here. It's about you being committed to not holding on to things. So in order to not hold on to things, you either need to let it go or you need to go deal with it, not stay right in the middle. Resentment leads to obviously all kinds of relationship problems, but it also leads to um, personal health problems, um, just low productivity at work. You know, if you're if you're resonating in that resentment, then you're probably not doing well. You're not productive. You're not happy. You're depressed. You're always angry. So deal with it. Um, that resentment is there telling you something. It's it's alerting you to something. So listen and then deal with it. Okay. Um, okay. The next one is assumption. So we have dishonesty first, resentment, and then assumption. Don't be an ass. So don't make assumptions. Um, assumptions suck because they don't give a chance for connection. 
So if I already know who you are and I don't care to actually get to know who you are, then I'm disconnecting from you and I'm jumping ahead and I'm, I'm going to make decisions. I'm going to have thoughts. I'm going to do all these things that pertain to our life and our relationship because I assume that I already know. It's a very selfish thing to do um, and it creates disconnection. Now, you might be saying, well, you know, I've been married to him for 20 years. So I think I, you know, I think that it would make sense that I can make certain assumptions. Sure, it makes sense that you could make certain assumptions. So if you want that disconnection and you don't care to really know their heart and who they are and what's going on in every single situation, keep making assumptions. If you don't want to do that, then go get curious, go get inquisitive. Go exploring with them. Reflective listen. Empathize. Understand. Those things are the opposite of making assumptions. All right, and the last one is just drama. Uh, Showing up with a lack of vulnerability and trying to get your needs met in a relationship. Um, So you're over-attaching and you're acting like an infant or a a toddler in the ways that you communicate. Either you're playing the victim, you're persecuting, or you're rescuing. But what you're not doing is vulnerably showing up in your power and communicating authentically and honestly. I could do a whole other episode on drama. Um, when you play the victim, what you're trying to get power by not being vulnerable. And so if you can be the victim to the other person and they buy into it, then you have all the power. And that's great. That might serve you in the short run. Oh, good. I go, I get to go do this thing or that because I'm the victim of them. And so now I get to go do these things. Well, that's great. But that destroys the relationship long term. Because now your partner's walking on eggshells because when are you going to play the victim again? When are you going to shut down and be the martyr and... You know, like, uh, you know, I'm scared of you because you're going to go into drama. So drama, uh, operating from a place outside of drama has everything to do with standing on your own two feet. Um, Everything to do with connecting to God and what your truths are. So instead of pouting your way or caretaking your, your way or bullying your way into your needs being met, it's understanding what your needs are and honestly and vulnerably communicating as to as to what you want and what you need in your power, not in your pouting. Okay? So, uh, biggest relationship killers, dishonesty, resentment, assumption, and drama. So, what we want to replace those things with are honesty, um, healthy boundaries. Uh, now, healthy boundaries are, and I, I, could, I could go on and on and on about healthy boundaries. Uh, healthy boundaries invite healthy relationships to happen. Healthy boundaries destroy toxic relationships. Um, But healthy boundaries are knowing where I stop and you begin, you having your truths, me having my truths, honoring each other's truths, honoring each other's um, reality, and um, not taking things personally, not internalizing every look and everything that's said from the other person, um, allowing the other person to be upset or sad or frustrated, but staying true to your honest self. Um, and, and and those things invite 
an opportunity for empathy, an opportunity for love in the relationship. So the other thing that's important is is uh, it's a, is curiosity, inquisition. In relationship is so awesome. I'm not going to judge you. I'm going to get to know you. Huh? You freaked out over that thing. I never would have freaked out about that. Now I wouldn't say this to my partner. This is going on inside of my head. Okay. Never would have freaked out about that. I wonder why she is. Huh, I'm going to go ask her. I'm going to see what this was like for her. Instead of going over there and saying, that's dumb that you care so much. I go over there and I say, whoa, it seems like this is a big deal to you. Tell me why. Wow. You really had a reaction to that. What's going on for you? That seems really important, is it? So think of those questions. Look how safe I'm being. But I'm giving of my energy and my time and my empathy and my love to her in that moment. Instead of worrying about me and taking care of me. And when I talk about sacrificing yourself, there is an element of healthy sacrifice in a relationship. I love you. I want to connect to you. So I'm going to get inquisitive and curious with you. That's what I want to do. So it takes a lot of skills, some real vulnerable communication skills, some reflective listening skills, some shame resiliency, um, learning how to speak honestly out of drama. Um, when your partner gets triggered, how not to take that personally. There's so much that goes into play in a relationship, and that's the beauty of it. That's why they're there to teach you. They are your teacher. They're going to show you how bad you suck because, because they'll reflect back it all to you. That's their job. And if you can be grateful for them as they do that, you'll love them. If you resent them, fight with them, make assumptions, go into drama, lie to them, you'll hate them. It's your choice, right, you guys? I could dig into these things like so far and give you specific tools, skills. Ultimately, what this leads to is creating a foundation of trust in your relationship where there is then space to be safe and to be you and to to really connect in an intimate way. That's the goal. Everybody can have it, but you have to do this work to do it. All right, you guys, if this is helpful, please leave a review. I would love a review and uh, share it if you want to. See you guys.